Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. And today, I have been thinking about the word wisdom quite a bit. I think a lot of us men, we've kind of tried to create our own wisdom for our families and how we lead and how we do things, but we forget that there is someone that we can go to, the Lord. And a lot of times, we think of the verses that are in Proverbs, Proverbs 9. Um, I, I will use what, what's there. It says, whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. And he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Now, that is very true. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man. These are the verses that kind of more of what we want to talk about. Give instructions to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by me, your days will be multiplied and your years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. A lot of times like in Psalms and Proverbs, it's usually between the foolish man and the wise man is usually how they depict the two different views but there is a book that i had to read in my classes when i was going for my bachelor's and it is called how to read the bible for all it's worth by gordon fee and douglas stewart okay it's gordon fee and douglas stewart how to read the bible for all it's worth and there's a quote in there that stood out to me because a lot of that book to me was kind of kind of boring only because um i think they spent a lot of time talking and less on the actual what they wanted to say which to me could have made the book slightly smaller and a little bit more um i guess help people to really like get around it but go with it because it's kind of one of those books where i had to like read a little bit and then go do read something else because i couldn't just sit there and just keep reading but anyway so the quote is what is wisdom wisdom is the ability to make godly choices in life you achieve this goal by applying god's truth to your life so that your choices will indeed be godly you see when you go back to Proverbs, when it talks about fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, it's not talking about to be terrified, scared, and like, you know, like we're talking about horror movie style. Fear of the Lord is this ultimate respect for who he is as our Lord, as our God, as our creator. That he, he who created me has all the wisdom that we need. And through the Holy One is insight. And a lot of times, like as a Christian today, we have the Holy Spirit who's who's indwelled in us and who's with us. We also have God's word from Old and New Testament. Now, when Proverbs was done, there was no New New Testament. There was no Jesus who spoke and taught disciples. So they, and like a lot of times the word that gets used a lot and you find in scripture is the mystery that's to come and that was jesus jesus was the mystery because in the beginning god had pointed out that there was going to be a need of a savior since adam and eve sinned and didn't repent there needed to be this ultimate savior this this redeemer 
this this Emmanuel, this this God who comes down and takes on human form and lives a life of perfection to defeat what sin has done. That was the mystery. Jesus was the mystery. And throughout all the Old Testament, you got to look at it from the way the Jews looked at it. Like, once again, there was no New Testament. So the mystery was hidden. Well, technically, it wasn't really hidden, but it's because of the way they lived and the battles they were going through and the structure they're going through. Like I've talked about before, you know, the Jews were expecting some type of Messiah who's going to come in on a horse with a sword and he was going to defeat Rome and Israel was going to gain power again. But they didn't pay attention to what the scriptures were talking about when they were talking about this mystery or this, this one that was coming. He was the bearer on our sins. He was going to be the savior of the world. He was going to be the one who was going to basically rebuild what was once perfect with God by reestablishing that connection that was lost because of sin. A lot of times what we forget is we forget that the Bible has the wisdom we need to digest and turn it into knowledge that we invest into our lives. So when we go back to that quote, you know, they're basically talking about like the second part is what's really important. The first part is good. I mean, it's, is outright what's going to be the answer or the action that will happen. Wisdom is the ability to make godly choices. Okay. In life. But the second part is the important part. You achieve this goal by applying God's truth to your life. Application. One of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of Christians take on a lot of wisdom and knowledge from listening to the pastor speak, to maybe reading the scriptures here and there, praying a little bit, going to Sunday school class, doing a small group. But they forget to take what they've learned, that wisdom, and apply it in knowledge and action to their life. Because this, the last part says, so that your choices will indeed be godly. You know, a lot of us men are like, how do we become godly? How do we become men of God? It's, well, you take what you've learned from God, his word, from listening to your pastor, from going to Sunday school class, from maybe that weekly Bible study that you're a part of, the books that you read. The times you try to memorize scripture, the times you spend in God's with God in prayer and like prayer should be all the time, not just a set time period. You, like, you should try to make time anytime because he's there listening. So you could do it anytime you need to and anytime you should when you have opportunity. Like I, I spent time prayer, praying while I was driving with my eyes open, of course, but I've also done it just before I go to bed. I've done it. When I wake up, I've done it just by sitting there, just thinking. I've done it even during just listening to worship music. I mean, the thing is with prayer, guys, is that you could do it anytime. Okay. So anyway, going back, all those times you're taking in this opportunity of spending time with God and you're gaining wisdom. Now, the choice after that is how do I take that and live it? Well, you do what is asking of you. You know, if you read the scriptures and it tells you, you know, this is how God wants you to live and you're not living it, 
then you're not taking his wisdom and you're being a foolish person because you're willing to live like the world, the way of the world, because, well, that's normal that everybody lives in that world. So therefore I can do everything that everybody does. But the accountability that we have is that when we chose Christ to follow him as our savior, we also chose to live out our lives as holy as we can get by doing what God wants us to do. So if we're out there serving ourselves, if we're out there trying to make it work for both the world and God, you're missing the point. We're missing the point. We can't allow ourselves to be fooled into thinking that as long as I go to church, as long as I do my Bible study, as long as I pray, you know, all the other things that I do really don't matter because I have salvation. That's not wisdom, guys. So the other part I want you guys to also understand is that there's not a checklist. There's not a checklist that you're supposed to have written down on a piece of paper and every day you're supposed to do it. There's not a set of prayers that you're supposed to be doing every day that you repeat all the time to allow yourself opportunity to spend time with God. That would be like every day just telling your wife, I love you. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy eating food with you. I enjoy getting to know you. Do you love me? I love you. Do you understand? If you start making it sound like it's a repetitive thing that you do every single day, it loses its value. Do you, you think your wife is going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, he loves me. It's like listening to a robot talk to me every day. No, because it's not different. It's not a relationship. You see, taking God's word and growing in with it and understanding, asking God to teach you, like, for example, a good example for you to do maybe this week is take your time to study up the word mystery in scripture. Of course, you're going to find other people's beliefs like Catholicism. I'm sure you might find some for like Jehovah's Witness or uh, Mormons, right? But if you find the ones that are talking scripturally, there's, there's just websites that you, you know that they're talking to scripture and they're not taking in catechism or whatever to try to fulfill the, the missing pieces as they would call it. You can find this truth in the scriptures and you can find ways to understand some of these words because there is theologians who solely just took the scriptures and didn't add anything else to clarify what it means. So like the word mystery in itself like I said, it's just the mystery of who Christ is. But look it up. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up yourself and discover more about this wisdom, more about who God is. Because you can't just take what I'm saying and that's it. You know, you should be studying up some of this stuff yourself so that you have a better understanding. You know, like we've talked about in the past, anger. Do you have anger issues? Go study up on that. See what God speaks about with anger. And maybe there's stories and there's examples that can help you better understand yourself and how to deal with anger. But guys, I want you to think about, before I take this quick break, but I want you guys to really think about how are you taking in God's word? Are, are you applying it or are you just storing it? See you guys in a moment. 
Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. And today, I have been thinking about the word wisdom quite a bit. I think a lot of us men, we've kind of tried to create our own wisdom for our families and how we lead and how we do things, but we forget that there is someone that we can go to, the Lord. And a lot of times, we think of the verses that are in Proverbs, Proverbs 9, um, I, I will use what, what's there. It says, whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. And he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Now that is very true. Do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man. These are the verses that kind of more of what we want to talk about. Give instructions to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. For by me, your days will be multiplied and your years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for yourself. If you scoff, you alone will bear it. A lot of times like in Psalms and Proverbs, it's usually between the foolish man and the wise man is usually how they depict the two different views but there is a book that i had to read in my classes when i was going for my bachelor's and it is called how to read the bible for all it's worth by gordon fee and douglas stewart okay it's gordon fee and douglas stewart how to read the bible for all it's worth and there's a quote in there that stood out to me because a lot of that book to me was kind of kind of boring only because um i think they spent a lot of time talking and less on the actual what they wanted to say which to me could have made the book slightly smaller and a little bit more um i guess help people to really like get around it and go with it because it's kind of one of those books where I had to like read a little bit and then go do read something else because I couldn't just sit there and just keep reading. But anyway, so the quote is what is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to make godly choices in life. You achieve this goal by applying God's truth to your life so that your choices will indeed be godly. You see, when you go back to Proverbs, when it talks about fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, it's not talking about to be terrified, scared, and like, you know, like we're talking about horror movie style. Fear of the Lord is this ultimate respect for who he is as our Lord, as our God, as our creator. That he, he who created me has all the wisdom that we need. And through the Holy One is insight. And a lot of times, like as a Christian today, we have the Holy Spirit who's, who's indwelled in us and who's with us. We also have God's word from Old and New Testament. Now, when Proverbs was done, there was no New, New Testament. There was no Jesus who spoke and taught disciples. So they, and like a lot of times the word that gets used a lot and you find in scripture is the mystery that's to come and that was jesus jesus was the mystery because in the beginning god had pointed out that there was going to be a need of a savior since adam and eve sinned and didn't repent there needed to be this ultimate 
savior, this, this redeemer, this, this Emmanuel, this, this God who comes down and takes on the human form and lives a life of perfection to defeat what sin has done. That was the mystery. Jesus was the mystery. And throughout all the Old Testament, you got to look at it from the way the Jews looked at it. Like, once again, there was no New Testament. So the mystery was hidden. Well, technically, it wasn't really hidden, but it's because of the way they lived and the battles they were going through and the structure they're going through. Like I've talked about before, you know, the Jews were expecting some type of Messiah who's going to come in on a horse with a sword and he was going to defeat Rome and Israel was going to gain power again. But they didn't pay attention to what the scriptures were talking about when they were talking about this mystery or this, this one that was coming. He was the bearer on our sins. He was going to be the savior of the world. He was going to be the one who was going to basically rebuild what was once perfect with God by reestablishing that connection that was lost because of sin. A lot of times what we forget is we forget that the Bible has the wisdom we need to digest and turn it into knowledge that we invest into our lives. So when we go back to that quote, you know, they're basically talking about like the second part is what's really important. The first part is good. I mean, it's, is outright what's going to be the answer or the action that will happen. Wisdom is the ability to make godly choices, okay, in life. But the second part is the important part. You achieve this goal by applying God's truth to your life. Application. One of the things that I've noticed is that a lot of Christians take on a lot of wisdom and knowledge from listening to the pastor speak, to maybe reading the scriptures here and there, praying a little bit, going to Sunday school class, doing a small group, but they forget to take what they've learned, that wisdom, and apply it in knowledge and action to their life. Because this, the last part says, so that your choices will indeed be godly. You know, a lot of us men are like, how do we become godly? How do we become men of God? It's, well, you take what you've learned from God, his word, from listening to your pastor, from going to Sunday school class, from maybe that weekly Bible study that you're a part of, the books that you read, the times you try to memorize scripture, the times you spend in God's, with God in prayer. And like prayer should be all the time, not just a set time period. Like you should try to make time anytime because he's there listening so you could do it anytime you need to. Anytime you should, when you have opportunity, like I, I spent time praying, praying while I was driving with my eyes open, of course, but I've also done it just before I go to bed. I've done it when I wake up. I've done it just by sitting there, just thinking I've done it even during just listening to worship music. I mean, the thing is with prayer guys is that you could do it anytime. Okay. So anyway, going back all those times you're taking in this opportunity of spending time with God and you're gaining wisdom now the choice after that is how do i take that and live it well you do what is asking of you you know if you read the scriptures and it tells you you know this is how god wants you to live 
and you're not living it, then you're not taking his wisdom and you're being a foolish person because you're willing to live like the world, the way of the world, because, well, that's normal that everybody lives in that world. So therefore I can do everything that everybody does. But the accountability that we have is that when we chose Christ to follow him as our savior, we also chose to live out our lives as holy as we can get by doing what God wants us to do. So if we're out there serving ourselves, if we're out there trying to make it work for both the world and God, you're missing the point. We're missing the point. We can't allow ourselves to be fooled into thinking that as long as I go to church, as long as I do my Bible study, as long as I pray, you know, all the other things that I do really don't matter because I have salvation. That's not wisdom, guys. So the other part I want you guys to also understand is that there's not a checklist. There's not a checklist that you're supposed to have written down on a piece of paper and every day you're supposed to do it. There's not a set prayers that you're supposed to be doing every day that you repeat all the time to allow yourself opportunity to spend time with God. That would be like every day just telling your wife, I love you. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy eating food with you. I enjoy getting to know you. Do you love me? I love you. Do you understand? If you start making it sound like it's a repetitive thing that you do every single day, it loses its value. Do you think your wife is going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, he loves me. It's like listening to a robot talk to me every day. No, because it's not different. It's not a relationship. You see, taking God's word and growing in with it and understanding, asking God to teach you, like, for example, a good example for you to do maybe this week is take your time to study up the word mystery in scripture. Of course, you're going to find other people's beliefs like Catholicism. I'm sure you might find some for like Jehovah's Witness or uh, Mormons, right? But if you find the ones that are talking scripturally, there's, there's just websites that you, you know that they're talking to scripture and they're not taking in catechism or whatever to try to fulfill the, the missing pieces as they would call it. You can find this truth in the scriptures and you can find ways to understand some of these words because there is theologians who solely just took the scriptures and didn't add anything else to clarify what it means. So like the word mystery in itself like I said, it's just the mystery of who Christ is. But look it up. Don't just take my word for it. Look it up yourself and discover more about this wisdom, more about who God is. Because you can't just take what I'm saying and that's it. You know, you should be studying up some of this stuff yourself so that you have a better understanding. You know, like we've talked about in the past, anger. Do you have anger issues? Go study up on that. See what God speaks about with anger. And maybe there's stories and there's examples that can help you to better understand yourself and how to deal with anger. So guys, I want you to think about, before I take this quick break, but I want you guys to really think about how are you taking in God's word? Are, are you applying it or are you just storing it? See you guys in a moment. <laughs> 